Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. It's time we start living, and I mean really living. I mean waking up and knowing that what you're about to do for the day is what you're meant to do for the day. Um, It's 2021, a new year. Hi, mamas. Um, I know I haven't talked to you since probably the week of Christmas, Um, but I'm back and we have some updated stuff, some new places with some new content, but I want to talk about this idea of really living before I get into the, um, the wildness of the start of 2021 and some other stuff, but I'm so happy to be here. Let's chat. So what I, what I mean when I say it's time to start really living, how many of you feel like you're just kind of going through your days? Like day in and day out, you are just doing the things that you need to do. And it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you're unhappy. Um, but maybe it does mean it's time to like shake, shake yourself up, uh, look yourself in the mirror and say, hmm. In 10 years, is this what I want to be doing or is this what I will be doing? Um, And what I mean by that is that um, as I enter this year, and specifically this week, I'm going to be working. And what I've noticed over this past week, for some reason it was a hard week maybe because there was no holidays. Um, I was still on maternity leave this past week. Um, last week, I should say. And it was just like a rough week. My two-year-old wasn't listening. I couldn't get on top of the house. Um, and I was just thinking, how am I going to work? How am I going to work for the next 12 weeks? How am I going to do this? And then I thought, okay, so you had a hard week. It's fine. Having two kids is hard. And then I thought, and then I realized in the patterns of like what has become my maternity leave routine, that it could easily become my life routine once I stop working and I don't want that Um, because I was realizing that despite the fact that I was always working I was always doing the dishes I was always moving to clean up toys I was always doing something and the house was still never clean I realized one I needed to create a better schedule to be on top of the house and you know let go of the things I can't control I can't control the fact that my two-year-old is going to play with toys all day. However, I can say at nap time, let me pick up her toys so at least they're out of the way for those two hours. I'm not looking at them or whatever. Or at least tell her to put away something before she pulls something else out um, and that kind of thing. But besides all of that, um, like cleaning and figuring out how to manage my household, I really was thinking about living life and how for the next 12 weeks and the reason why I'm saying the next 12 weeks it's probably what I'll be talking about for a while is I'm going to be working and that was not the plan um 
However, it's what my family needs me to do. It's what makes sense to do. Um, The reason why I'm doing it is because it makes sense that for 12 more weeks, I do it. And then I'm actually free. I'm actually done. I can actually break the ties of my job and uh, start this new life where I'm with my kids, right? And so... I mean, I'll be with my kids anyway because I'm working from home, so it's not that dramatic. I'm acting like, I've literally been acting like I have to get up and pump and do all the things I had to do with Mia when that's not the case. I have to get up and log on to my computer and do my work. So it's not that dramatic, but it's still very hard to manage when you want your kids to um, spend some time learning, spend some time doing crafts, spend some time you know, interacting and playing with you. And then you also have a, you know, two month old who is what still nursing, um, still needs tummy time and things like that. So I am going to say like for the next two weeks, I'm going to give myself grace. It's going to be a learning curve. We might be getting, um, we might look into having somebody come into the house to watch the kids during the day, a couple times a week or something like that. But right now it's all up in the air. What I'm talking about, really, it's time to live your life. It's time to do what sets your soul on fire. It's time to 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 realize life is short. So many people have passed from, from COVID-19, unfortunately. I hear all the time, um, I'm in a group chat with my mom, my aunt, and my grandma, and I hear all the time, so-and-so passed, pray for them, so-and-so passed, pray for them, and it's um it's really sad but it also makes me think okay it's time to live my life and when whenever i am you know 20 years from now am i going to look back at where i am today and go what was i doing why didn't i do what i wanted to do um in 20 years i will be almost 50 right yeah i'll be almost 50 so um, that's still like only halfway through life. Like there's still plenty of time left after 50, but these are my youthful years. This is, these are the years where I'm young. I have young kids and it's supposed to be a fun and exciting time. Um, a lot of us, uh, had pandemic babies. And so when you have a pandemic baby, they might be overstimulated by seeing a lot of people because they never have had to before. They, um, We're not so sure what's going on with the immune system because we're not out in the world. It's also been worse if you have a pandemic baby, you know, from the fall on because Elliot was born in October. There's nowhere for us to go. Where at least during the summer, during the pandemic, me and Mia were out in the world. And I mean, we were safe. I wore my mask. We weren't inside places, but we were for sure at the park. We were visiting, you know, the lake, the beach and things like that um, as safely as we could. And so it's kind of like for us who do have pandemic babies, you can feel like, especially if you're a first time mom, part of your experience was robbed from you. And if you're a second time mom, I mean, I still feel like part of the experience was robbed from me. Um and the first time a lot of people see Elliot, he's going to be, you know, much bigger. And it's kind of like, it's not sad, but it's like, hey, I had this baby like so long ago. How are you doing? Um, is what's going to be the case. But as I think about living life, I was sitting here and I was thinking, I really would love to just go away and be at the beach. And 
that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and book us a beach trip. Now, obviously, it's winter. Um, I don't feel safe flying with a newborn, but I can go ahead and book a trip for the summer because there's ways to safely travel. Everyone is hearing, don't travel, don't travel, don't do this, don't do that. There's ways to safely do it. And um, you can agree with me or disagree with me. If my family literally gets in the, our car, drives to our beach house, right? We check in. It's thoroughly clean and sanitized. We'll probably bring our own sheets because I'm kind of neurotic like that. And that's the biggest thing I would worry about is like sleeping on sheets. I'm not so worried about like sitting on a couch, but like where we lay our head to rest, like we're going to bring our own pillows, our own sheets, and we're going to chill on the beach. It's not like we're going to be going to restaurants or going to museums. We're going to literally go and spend some time in a new place outdoors and just live life. And when I think about the life that I want, I always... I don't know about you. I sometimes daydream, sometimes before I go to sleep. Sometimes I'm always thinking, like, what do I want to be doing when I wake up in the morning and all of the things. And honestly, it's what I'm doing right now. I want to podcast. um, I want to YouTube. And I want to be able to um, meet with moms and encourage moms and talk about real mom stuff. Talk about the post-baby body belly flab. Talk about... Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out how to be intimate with my husband with two kids. How the heck do I do this? Um, talk about feeling inadequate as a mom. Like all of the things that are, are hard about motherhood, that a lot of those things that we feel we need to quiet our minds and realize that we're all kick-ass mamas, but we still have challenges. And it's been really hard not to be able to meet with the moms that are in, you know, my mom group to talk about these things in person. Because when we were meeting weekly, at least every week we could go, how was your week? And then we could break down what it was. So when I think about the next 12 weeks, I know I'm kind of rambling and kind of jumping all over the place, just like try to stay with me. I don't want to be miserable. And the point is, my job is not a job I enjoy. Um, It provides for my family. It provides well for my family. Um, And it's not something that I want to do long term. If I were to be doing this in a year or two years or even five years, I would be disappointed in myself. Um, Despite the fact that there is room for growth, despite the fact that there is potential to make, you know, very good money. It's not what I am called to do. And um, wow, it's really cool to be able to like, like hash this out with you guys, because I've been thinking about like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this again and blah, blah, blah. But it's not what I'm called to do. It's not what I'm put on this earth to do. It's not what I'm supposed to wake up and do. And I know for a fact the way I am with my kids and the, and the emotional sensitive person that I am, I'm very sensitive, guys, very sensitive. Um, I'm very, um, like I'm an empath. You can Google if you don't know what that is. Um, and it's not some witchy thing. It's just, it's just a fact of like who I am on a, like on a, a physical, like that's just who I am. I know for a fact that I want the time while they are little to be able to wake up with them every day teach them what I think is important and help them grow so that when they are school-aged, they can go about and continue to do what they want. Um, 
Mia will be going to school two times a week starting in the fall. That makes me emotional. However, she needs room and space to learn to be independent away from me. I realize that even though I'll be like staying at home with the kids. Um, but it's only two times a week for half of a day. So the rest of the week, I can really do what I feel is important with my kids. So when I say I want us to all start living life, whatever it is that you want to do, wake up, get up today and do it. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to find time. It's going to take either staying up late or getting up early. When you have a vision for your life, that's what it takes. For me, I don't function well after 3 p.m. There is no staying up late to accomplish something for me. I'm a morning person. I will get up at 4 a.m. and accomplish whatever I need to accomplish before my kids are awake. But if that's not you, then fine. Do what you got to do for you in the evening after they go to bed. And it's hard to figure out when you first have a newborn. Trust me, I was struggling with figuring out, like, what do I do? Because Elliot kind of just sleeps all the time, but then doesn't sleep. And now that I can see, okay, by nine o'clock, he's asleep for the night. He's going to wake up again around midnight. He's going to wake up again around 3 a.m. And then he's going to wake up like around seven o'clock and he will go back to sleep. He's asleep right now. I'm recording. It's 9 a.m. Saturday morning. So I think we should all live life. I'm really going off on this. So as I mentioned, I am back at work for the first week. And as expected, having two kids at home, one who's a two-year-old and one who is um, 12 weeks old today, it's kind of challenging. Um, Just balancing all of it. I feel like a lot of us mamas really struggle with finding a balance and a groove and um, all of the things. And so um, in the past, I've talked about how important self-care is. And I realize now that it is for sure winter, we're still in a pandemic, and I have two little ones. Self-care for myself is critical because otherwise I will literally go insane. Um, one, staying in the house, and two, just because I, as I said, winter is hard on me, and I just the other day was sitting, and um, I realized that I was really having a hard time because um, I just felt like, like winter, like I was drained, I was tired, I haven't been outside in forever, and then um we, as in me and one of my best mom friends, decided to have a mommy date on Saturday. So this was the first time I left Elliot with Ethan, um, but it was all well, good, and fine. I have tons of pumped milk in the fridge that I, I shouldn't need to really use unless I'm, like, running out for self-care um, or, like, a doctor's appointment or something. But um, it was really great. We went shopping around noon. Um, we went shopping and then we went out and got some lunch and if we were gone for like five hours and it was so refreshing just to be out in the world again, um, to be in a store again and to touch clothes again and to buy clothes again, all the girly girl things that I love to do. It was especially refreshing to sit down and have lunch out And um, I know everyone has mixed feelings about dining out right now, but um, 
I felt comfortable at the place that we went. It was super clean. You could visibly see them cleaning after every single person left. Um, when we first sat down, they they wiped down our spot again right away. And you saw them like with kids chairs. Now, I would never take my kids out just because that is a, adding another level <laughs> that I don't feel like dealing with. But um, just because with a two-year-old and a baby, their hands for a two-year-old they're touching everything and then like putting their hands in their mouth and stuff um or like touching their face without thinking about it and same for like a newborn no he wouldn't really touch anything but uh, I just don't feel comfortable doing that either um but as an adult like I'm gonna sit at my spot my hands aren't all over my face um I have sanitizer on hand and I'm not gonna be like touching everything like crazy so um I felt comfortable but it was rejuvenating and refreshing and reminding me that there's like a normal part of life that one day I can enjoy and do. Um, this for sure isn't something that we can do every weekend, but we committed once a month, let's go and do something. It doesn't have to exactly be shopping and lunch. Um, although I love the lunch part of it. It could be, let's go. It's probably going to be shopping and lunch because that's who we are. So, like, forget the fact I said it's not going to be that because it's probably going to be that. But it might be, um, like, to get our nails done and lunch or something like that. And so I'm going to just encourage you guys to get out when you can. Um, it takes a long time. Again, like, this was the first time I really went out for myself for an extended period of time. Like, where Elliot was going to really need a bottle. Um, gone for five hours. That's the longest I've been away from him. But he was with his dad. And um, it was great. So... Yeah, I'm mean, going to continue to encourage you all to live your life. Um, COVID is here, so, like, just take the necessary precautions. Um, but you can still sort of live. Now, obviously, I'm not going out this weekend or next weekend or the following weekend, but it was nice to be able to do that. So kind of going hand-in-hand hand with, like, taking care of yourself and... Um, like, I went out with my friend. I was um, listening to another show, and they were talking about how, um, like, how amazing sleep consultants are and how um, amazing night nurses are and how if you know someone who's having a baby or if you're having a baby and you know how people can, like, pull together to do a bigger gift item to have them pull together and do that. And then it just made me think about all of the things that are going on. And like, what is wrong with me as a person that I am this way? But so when I was pregnant with Elliot, we hired a doula. She's amazing. Cool, a doula. You can find her on Facebook. Message me if you are pregnant and want a doula. Um, she's absolutely amazing. Freaking love her. Um, so I had a doula and she, I saw her like, like maybe actually quite a bit before um, I gave birth to Elliot. And then I did see her afterward. And she had recommended, like, getting a night nurse, or not even a night nurse, but, um, like, a postpartum doula. She did a couple visits postpartum, but, like, getting one to, like, really, really, really take care of yourself. And here I am, Miss Independent, like, I don't need that. Like, people don't, people don't have those. Uh, and um, with Mia, I for sure didn't have one. Ethan was off of work for a week. And like I always say, I will always remember he was off for a week. However, he was sick that week. So he really didn't do anything because I was like, mm, you can't touch anything with the new baby. Um, and it was like a really challenging 
postpartum uh, with Mia. Uh, luckily, my mom lived really close by and was over quite a bit, but it was just like, oh. Um, and I hear so many people like, yeah, I just really want a night nurse. I really want, you know, someone to take care of the baby at night and all those things. And I cannot relate. I can't relate. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. You, would you guys want that? Is it something that's wrong with me? Because yes, a full night's sleep is fine, but my anxiety the whole time would be like, all right, what is the nurse doing? I mean, like, even when I had a nanny who I loved, I didn't have like anxiety. Like, what are they? I mean, I had moments where I missed them and I'd be like, I wonder what Mia's doing. But I would for sure just be like, all right, here you go, hang out with her, and then would walk away and be like, well, what am I going to go do now? Um, there was one time, it was like during our trial week where I was like, I don't know what to do with these hours. Um, but I just can't relate. Like when it comes to my kids, I, so I was considering and I'll let you know my, I mean, things could change, but I doubt it because I'm only working for 12 weeks. I was talking to, you know, different family members and Ethan about if we should go ahead and get a nanny for the next 12 weeks, because realistically we're both on the computer for eight hours a day. Um, you know, or eight hours or more, especially in his case, he usually has a lot of overtime, um, that he has to do. Um, so I was like, why would we, I don't know, like, should we hire a nanny? And at the, on day one, I'm going to tell you, I was, it was like, not even halfway through the day. It was like nine o'clock. And I was like, yeah, I need a nanny. And it was just figuring out what to do with Elliot, like what to do with my arms. How am I going to process work? Um, because no matter what, I'm going to put my kid first. So I was talking to him about if we should just get a nanny or what. Now Mia is very self-sufficient. We could set up a craft for her, set up Play-Doh for her, set up a sensory bin for her. And she will also play pretend. So I wasn't, part of my concern was like, I didn't want Mia to have more screen time now that I'm back at work. However, it ends up being about the same as she normally has, because for the most part, she does kind of play on her with her stuff. Like she would rather play with her stuff than watch the iPad. And she does like the iPad, but she won't be on it like all day long. So in terms of that, that didn't really feel needed. And then I was thinking like, well, someone could kind of hang out with Elliot. And I'm like, well, he's 11, he's 12 weeks old. Like, I gave him tummy time. I let him play on his little play mat. Um, he, you know, bounces in his bouncer. I read him stories. Like, I'm doing all the things they would do. And realistically, if Elliot were to go to, like, a childcare place, which I never would do um, this time around, he would have to sit in a chair by himself sometimes. There's other kids to attend to. At home, it's just, you know, him and his sister. And Half the time, one of us has the other one. So he really is getting a lot of attention. So anyway, I say all this to say, like, you know, I realized that we're not going to get a nanny. We're just going to stick it out. When we, if I'm going to be forced to work these next 12 weeks, we might as well save all of the money. We might as well just, you know, do what we got to do. And then I'm done. And then I was like, why well, wouldn't want someone to come in? And then, I don't know, Mia would for sure get attached to her or him, probably her. And, you know, Elliot might get attached. I don't know. And then to have him kind of leave would be weird. So 
anyway, ultimately decided not to get a nanny just to like suck it up and suffer for 12 weeks. But when it comes to like, even my doula had offered um, right after Elliot was born to come over in the evening for like five hours. And she was like, you could take a shower and do your makeup and just feel good. And I was like, uh, no, I just didn't know how to say I didn't need it because as a breastfeeder, you know, I'm going to feed on demand. I'm going to be doing skin to skin. And like, she's obviously an advocate for all these things, but she's really an advocate for mom's mental health, which is why I love her so much. Um, but I just couldn't do it. And honestly, the thought of having someone come in and take care of my kid all night just so I could sleep. I mean, like, yeah, it sucks. I don't need it. Like if I would, if I had postpartum, maybe like depression, maybe I would feel different or something, but I was blessed and, you know, have not, you know, knock on wood, which still technically I could still catch it, I guess. But, um, yeah, I just am the type of person that's like, no, thank you. When it comes to caring for my kid, I prefer to do it always. And I think that means there's something wrong with me, like that I'm not like open to others doing this. Unless it's like my grandma or my mom, like family I know that's going to be around for like ever, for like ever in our kids' lives. Like, I don't know. Okay, just a thought. I want to hop back on this topic of living your life. Um and, you know, obviously the next 12 weeks, like I say, I'll probably talk a lot about um, my decision to leave work. And I'll probably talk a lot about a lot of things. Um, I'll probably talk a lot about um, lessons that I've learned over the years. And that's kind of a good place to start. Like I have said in a previous episode, you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. Um, or else you're going to end up in the same place. Your map has to have checked off, circled, drawn an X through the places you've been, and that way you can continue going to wherever you're headed. Now, a lot of us have wishes and desires and hopes in our lives, and we all have dreams, and God cares about all of our needs, or even the tiniest little ones. So I was listening to um, Elevation Church, an old um, what an old sermon um, by Pastor Steve Furtick, who I, I love Elevation very much. Um, and he was talking about how God will prompt you to do something. And um, that prompt can come long after a promise or a situation. And so for me, let me like break it down and help you understand Two years ago when I went back to work and I sat at my desk and I boohooed and boohooed and boohooed and said, oh, it's going to be really hard to leave your kids the first time. And, and it was. Um, but I never got over it. Most moms I saw at the office got over it. They miss their kids. It's hard. They have good days. They have bad days. But for me, it consumed me. And I was like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. And after having Mia, my thoughts became, if I am going to wake up and spend time away from my kids, from my child, I should be waking up and walking into doing the job that I absolutely love. I should be walking up and going and doing a job that is my absolute purpose because there's no other way I can justify just leaving my kid. Now, she was um, at the time with a caretaker that we love. She's like family. She's actually a very close family friend. We still love her so much. And, you know, she was with her grandmother. Obviously, I love my grandmother so much. She's probably the person I respect the most in this world. Um, and I knew she was well-loved. Like, she was with a very close family friend. This family friend 
very close friend, like very close to my, my grandmother and my grandmother's sisters. And so there was no concern. Like I saw Mia was happy. She was thriving. She was fine. But still to me, this is kind of going through my decision to stay home. I, um, just knew I wasn't going to get up and leave every day and not have the opportunity to instill in my kids what I want to. Now, obviously, I have the beginning and in the weekends to do it, but it just wasn't enough time, isn't enough time. Still, I mean, now it is enough time because I've been home for, we've all been home for almost a year. Um, but that's when I decided to really think about what I wanted to do. And that's when I decided I was going to leave work. I talked with Ethan and he was like, yeah, find a new job, quit your job, find a job with better hours, do whatever, or with less hours, do whatever you got to do. And then as I continued to go through the process, I was like, nope, nope, nope. I really can't work for anyone but myself. And that became the reality. I don't, I need to be my own boss in some capacity. I don't, I've never taken well with authority. I've never like really done well with that. Um, and if I'm going to live the rest of my life, honestly, I need that freedom. And so that's when I began praying about it and saying, God, lead me so that I can figure out a way to leave this specific job. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for months and I came up with ideas and solutions. Um, but God said, not yet. And I said, God, um, can you give me a vision of when I can leave my job? And I made a deadline. I made a plan. Uh, we made an action plan. Um, and then again, God said, not yet. I went to counseling over leaving work um, and basically was saying, hey, my family's going to think this is crazy. Um, this is going to be a hard thing for me to do. Um, but my soul is saying, this is what I need to do. And I don't know if you guys have ever had like a soul moment. I'm very feeling, it's taken me a long time to know myself, but I'm the type of person when I make a decision, my gut i.e. the Holy Spirit, will tell me right away if it was the right or wrong decision. And if I make a decision and have peace with it, ultimately, then it was the right decision. If I make the decision and I'm fretting over it, then it, and it's, I feel, mm, then it's the wrong decision. And I've just learned myself over time. And so I talked to this counselor, um, tears in my eyes, all these things going, I'm really, you know, torn, like, obviously, in 10 years, our family would be financially like so, so, so good. And, um, but I, I always told her like, there's more to life than money. I believe in that so wholeheartedly. Um, obviously money is nice. Happiness is more important. Doing what God calls you to do is more important and all of these other things. And so, anyway, I'm saying all this because one day as I'm crying and I'm praying and I'm talking to God, I hear the promise, you will be with your kids at home you will leave this job. And I hear it loud and clear from God. I will leave this job. I will be at home with my kids. Now, yes, part of it has come true. I am at home with my kids, but specifically, I will leave this job. That I do not like. That causes me misery. That provides for us, but, you know, it costs my happiness. And, you know, so now I'm finally being prompted to leave. So God made this promise to me. And in that meantime, I thought of, well, what am I going to need to get through working? And that's when I came up with a mom group. Um, I sat on this podcast for a year before I started it. Um, I was thinking, no, I really, what I really need in life is a group of women who are moms, who understand the loneliness, um, the body shame, the, the house shaming, the everything of momhood, like the fact that it's hard to balance, you know, working out and being a wife, being a mom and cleaning the house and all the things. So I started a mom group. 
And then I started a podcast. And um, now God's prompting me to leave to expand on these things, this mom group, this podcast, and the other projects ahead. And um, God will make a promise to you and it will come true. It might take a long time. Uh, Just like Abraham having, you know, Sarah was 99. She was old before she she had Isaac. She was very old, past childbearing years. And she still gave birth and still was able to have a child because God promised her. Um, promised Abraham. And so whatever you're walking through, whatever hopes and dreams, whatever promises you have, whatever um, desires you've placed and entrusted in God. And that's the other thing I told God straight up, this is what I want specifically. I want to be able to stay at home with my kids doing a job that I absolutely love. Never again will it just be a job that is good enough. I want to love my job. And, um, now I'm in the position where I'm being prompted to work 12 more weeks and be done and be done. You don't know how excited I am for the, for the episode where I get to go, guys, guess who's done? I can't wait. And so I just wanted to encourage you that God hears you and God knows your, the desires of your heart. And as mamas, we sometimes forget to focus on what we want to, and that's okay to lose yourself for a moment. I mean, I didn't lose myself that long with with Elliot this time, but I did with Mia for a while. Um, With Elliot, I, you know, gave myself the first eight weeks to survive. He's 12 weeks now. Um, Let's just get used to feeding and changing and running on no sleep because that first month of no sleep is the hardest. Um, I don't care how much you stay up. The fact that when, as soon as you fall asleep, this is the most challenging part of motherhood for me. Besides figuring out what to feed my family, three times a day, 365 days a year, like I can't do it, but I got to So I still do, um, is, is the, the, the lack of sleep. It's, it's not that, Oh, I'm tired. It's the, Oh, I'm tired. And I want to go to sleep, but you're awake. So I can't fall asleep. It's the, I just fell asleep and you're crying and I'm t- like, I'm so tired. Like it's that I don't mind waking up to breastfeed, especially if I've gotten a little sleep. Um, I don't mind like getting up to do it. It's a little annoying. Yeah. But it's the, it's when you're at your wits end with exhaustion and you just fell asleep and then they wake up. That's the hardest part. Survived that part. I'm still working through it now that I'm up at 5 a.m. again, um, like 5.30. It's been an interesting week, but I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, whatever it is that is you, whoever you are innately, whatever your dreams are, God hears you, God sees you, God's got a plan for you. And, yeah. So this episode was a little ranty, a little preachery, a little teachy. Um, But, hey, it's 2021. What do you expect? It's been a crazy year. I'm still traumatized from 2020 and trying to recover. But, um. Yes. So it's been really great to talk to you guys. We're going to dive into some really good mom stuff over the next um, couple weeks. Um, I have a new focus, just like I did Courageous Christmas Conversations. Um, I have some little segments like that where we'll focus on certain topics for a couple weeks and then continue on with the podcast and obviously hit up real life. But I got to go feed the baby. He is crying for a boob and my arms are just too full. Um, so 
I'm going to go, but it was great to talk to you guys. Have a great week. Be safe. I love you all, all of you. I don't care where you fall on the line. I care about your heart, just like Jesus. Well, I'm nothing like Jesus, but what I'm saying is that Jesus only cares about your heart. I only care about your heart. All right. Have a great week. Be fierce. Be fab. Be you. See you next Thursday. 